<laughs> hey, what's up, everyone? This is Jason Hecker, and this is Watercooler, episode number two hundred and sixty-seven. Oh my god! Oh my goodness, we're we're still we're laughing around the water cooler here a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Say showing pictures of chickens. Apparently, that's interesting. And um, yeah, <laughs> dead chickens. That doesn't make it better. Lincoln chickens. Oh Lincoln chickens. Uh, it's hilarious. Uh, so, um, <laughs> so, to, so today, anyway. you know. We've we've kind of we've changed our we've changed our format a little bit here and in, in the fact that we don't really come up with a topic until like the last possible second. So I will tell you the one topic that we are gonna talk about today is website inheritance. And we'll kind of talk about that a little bit in just a few minutes. I like that we tell our audience that we changed format, even though they're like, You weren't just coming up with Topics on the fly before. <laughs> well, we usually yeah. did it a day earlier, you know. Uh, George, or, or the morning the of day? Wow. All right. George, start us off. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, I'm George Spanis. Uh, I would have a lower third, except lower thirds are broken today. Uh, I work for Jetpack. I get to build shiny things. And I'm working from a coffee shop today, so apologies for the sound you hear in the background. Awesome, George. Well, thank you for uh, taking the time to come hang out with us. What about you, Say? How's it going? Don't act like that microphone's actually on, please. <laughs> I did hit it, though. Um, it's not on. Uh, who am I? I'm Say Reed uh, at Say Reed Media on all the things. I make WordPress, teach WordPress, preach WordPress. I think about WordPress a lot lately, too. I'm going to start adding that one. I think WordPress. There's you know like things, I think about there's shiny things. I think about the fact that your microphone is blocking the episode number on your whiteboard. Perfect. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> strategically, I may not. Anyway, it's episode two. 67. 67. Obviously. Um, anyway, that's me. Awesome. What about you, Steve? I am Steve Zengen. I'm the founder of Zeek Interactive, and I run the OC WordPress Meetup. Awesome, man. Awesome. My name is Jason Tucker. You can find me, Jason Tucker, on Twitter. And my website is jasontucker.blog. And lastly, this particular episode is brought to you by TunnelBear. Go over to TunnelBear and check it out. You can go to dehuarco.com slash TunnelBear, and you can find out how you can use an awesome VPN service, just like they provide. And like Say was saying, their stuff is awesome because the graphics that they use on their, on their marketing is just unreal. So go take a look at that stuff. All righty. So let's talk a little bit about... Um, Every time you talk about TunnelBear, all I want to talk about is... All of the oatmeal games, like bears versus babies. That's <laughs> like all I want to do. I'm like, oh, did you guys play the game? There's a new game. We don't have to do that, but I, I just wanted you to know, Tunnel Bear people. That's yes. That's where, I, that's where my brain goes. I, I sense a partnership there someday. Okay, anyway, come. we'll see. Maybe they'll still run ads. We'll find. We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right after today's show. So, so anyway, um, yeah, like I was talking about earlier, um, website inheritance. So. One of the things that came up for me uh, recently is a, a friend of mine calls me up and says, hey, um, you know, I essentially just got the keys to my website. I'm starting to play around with it a little bit. I'm looking through how this thing's been configured. And um, I don't know how to change some of the stuff that's on here. And the documentation I was provided is essentially links to the documentation of the particular no. version of plugins that were installed on the site. Sure. So th this is a whole, this is a whole like series of, um, of, uh, you know, videos that we could do regarding like 
just this in general. But the website inheritance part of it, I want to talk about it more from um, both from the developer side as well as from the um, the person who's actually who actually paid for the site. You know, the the site owner themselves. But I guess let's start from the developer side of it. Like, what are you guys doing to do a handoff, and how are you like taking on these new you know new clients, and what do you do with this stuff? But I think it's a different type of handoff. I think one is a handoff and the other one is an inheritance. So um, the the idea of the inheritance, like you're inheriting this pre-existing site from a different developer or um, even the, the owner as a developer who may have created an environment that is potentially very broken. Um, so I think from that aspect, um, that's something that I do constantly. Um, hundreds of my clients, um, most of my clients, in fact, have some sort of existing website. Um, well, not most of them, but a lot of them have an existing website where you basically have to go in and do discovery um, on the site. And lately, I've been um, building in more and more of that into all of my scopes of work because figuring out the tangle that's there is generally the hardest part. Like. What is yep. all this stuff? There are no notes in here. Like and so and so, I treat that discovery as a deliverable, right? A discovery. Um, I usually quoted it about five to ten hours, right? It depends depends on depending on what it is. Maybe more if it's if it is a big uh, plate of spaghetti. You say uh, say mentioned this <laughs> the tangle, right? And yeah. so, um, re regardless of who ultimately inherits the site or works on the site or takes over the site. We do a site analysis and we deliver back a report saying these are these are the things we noticed in the time that we spent. There may be more, right? You know, once we do a deeper dive, there may be more that we uncover, but these are the obvious things that we noticed. And we deliver back a full report that says, you know, here's the version of WordPress you're using, here's all the plugins you're using, here's some PHP errors we may have seen, here's some front-end errors that we noticed, right? So we deliver back a full report. So at least the client is educated at that point as to what's going wrong. And then we make some recommendations as to how to move forward. Yeah, honestly, that has become, even though clients don't understand that part, they're just like, why don't you just jump right in, here are the keys, go for it. And I'm like, does it, or, and even just giving an initial quote is really difficult. I actually was just doing this yesterday. I'm like, I had all of these preliminary questions. They're like, here's what we want to have done. Um, how much is it going to cost? And I'm like, hold on, there's a couple questions that are going to change you know, what that looks like. I can't just mm -hmm. waltz in there and start changing stuff um, without understanding what those things are connected oh, to, what's been think? customized. I could okay. if I was a crappy quote developer, X but dollars I'm an hour. <laughs> X dollars an hour, that's how you quote it. Mm -hmm. oh. Well, didn't you hear we don't bill hourly anymore? That's not a thing. <laughs> Who doesn't bill hourly anymore? <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, just the people. I mean, back when I was freelancing, I used to have this consistent idea that it would be fantastic if there was this agency or a person or a firm or someone I could go to when a site's finished, they could basically create a PDF working document or something saying, here is the manual for your site. And it could have sections like if I'm using Gravity Forms, it just like imports a chapter on Gravity Forms to it. So they can like duplicate a lot of content for a lot of different sites. And then they could also go into existing sites and pull in relevant chapters and write custom ones if need be uh, to say, here is the manual for your site that's already been built, you've been using for a while. Tell with onboarding new people, um, whatever. 
I just want you to know WPManual.com is for sale. <laughs> I just wanted you guys to know that. Not that I have like an itchy domain registering finger or anything. I do. No, no, not at all. Why? I do. It's a problem. Um, anyway, have you ever had a, have you ever I, had I a project? Have you ever had a project where somebody actually sent over the stuff that the previous like uh, developer provided them? I've never seen anything like that. Have you seen anything like that? Um, I got one once, um, and it was really essentially what it was. They were like, here's the stuff and the notes from the old developer. And what it actually was was the to-do list that they had generated with the client at the beginning of their project and just all the stuff. It was like some stuff stroke struck through, you know, and the rest was there. And I'm like, okay, so that's not actually documentation. Um, that's a to-do list. But, you know, whatever you want to call it, whatever terminology we're using. I asked my uh, client yesterday uh, that I'm doing a quote for what, you know, is there any existing documentation or anything? Um, and they're like, no, but that's on the list. <laughs> and I'm like, cool. Yeah, that's on the list. It's on the list. Good. And hopefully that's one of that's your deliverables, right? Well, actually, now it's on my list because I'm like, okay, that doesn't exist. So I'm now building that because I won't work without that. There's... There's you, you it, working without that to me is, is like you're just it's like a different form of cowboy coding. Well, I mean, even the basics <laughs> of you need to have the, the username and password to log into the web host. You need to have the username and password to log into, say, Google Analytics or something like that. You need mm -hmm. to have the username and password for all the different services that all attach the plugins, to that website. All yeah, the and, yeah, especially the plugins. And that's I think that's another thing is when you have these developers who will. Um, hand off uh, a site that has a whole bunch of paid plugins that they went on to whatever website and bought them with. Expiring never, times. <laughs> right? And you're like, oh, great. So, you know, I can see when this guy started this project and then he bought this thing and then a couple weeks later bought this <laughs> thing and a couple weeks later bought this thing. It's like, I don't think you bought a developer or, you know, hired a developer. I think you hired an implementer, somebody who just like, you know, grabbed a bunch of stuff and slapped it in there as you started rattling off new features you wanted to have onto the site. Which well, honestly isn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, I was gonna say, so in terms of like adding those things on in a serial fashion, I totally do that as I, because I don't feel like the client needs to pay for um, everything if that we're not using it in terms of the development overview. It would definitely be handier to just ha do it all at the one time. Um, but I've never had a scope of work work out like that. <laughs> so, no, like, no. What about really, you, George? What I have really you seen? try, but it just doesn't work. Oh, laughing. I don't know, man. I've seen things. <laughs> I've seen, like, <laughs> I've attack, seen. Ships, attack ships on fire. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that is not only is it useful. Yes, of course, it's useful to have uh, manuals. For of um, these are the plugins we're using. This is a list. These are the license keys for each. These are where the license keys came from. So you can tell if, oh, someone is just coasting on the Gravity Forms license key from three developers ago and it's just never been updated. Uh, so you're at least aware of that. Um, oh, this is who's, this is the person that's responsible for this. I've worked for companies back when I was freelancing where they literally had no idea who owned their domain name. Oof. <laughs> That's absolutely the worst. I've had that. It, it I happens. Call it, I call it having it the keys to your own castle. Like it yeah. happens more often than you would 
actually expect if I mean if you're in the business, I guess you would definitely expect it. But if you weren't, it's like shocking to me. It's continually actually it's always shocking to me that they don't have it. I'm like, don't you know, they're so trusting too, so many clients. They're just like, here's all my passwords, here's this. And you know, it's like the same password that they have for everything. And I'm like, now I can log into your entire life. I have power. I would never do anything like that ever. Well, but and that's, I can't vouch for everybody. Else. They definitely, it could definitely happen though. For sure. So one of so one of the things we do at the beginning, if we are taking over the website, is we open up a uh, a one pass vault, uh, and we start putting passwords in there. Actually, we have our client open up a one pass vault and put their put their passwords in there. That way, they could share them and take away access, uh, you know, if needed. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a handy tool to have. Um, as far as license. I was say, as far as it's rare is, enough that you don't often find developers or companies that are planning for, okay, here's how you fire us. But you're basically <laughs> telling them, if I you want to get rid of us, now, here's here how, is how to do it safely because you care how, about them. Here's how I say it. Some people call it the hit by the bus, uh, bus plan. Here's what I say. I say, listen, if I win the lottery, I want you to have a plan when I'm not here tomorrow. Right, exactly. It's but a much also, more positive way to say it. It's it's honestly, I think the problem is on both sides. It's because until the client is in the the position that Jason described, his friend is in, where he's like, oh shoot, I don't know how to operate this thing. But it's likely that, and I'm not trying to incriminate your friend, Jason, but it's likely that if the developer was like giving him a quote and he's like documentation and you know guides and whatever, that he'd be like, oh, we don't need that. We don't need those hours. Whatever that could, like, that could like, happen. Like yeah. the develop, like the client doesn't value that and doesn't know that they need it because so many developers don't even include it. It's not even it's not even a blip on their radar documentation, other than like you said, the links to the plugins that they're using, which is you know minimal, minimal and and sketchy. <laughs> you know, and one of the other things that we do on every project, and especially in the project that we're taking over, is we educate our clients that they own the code. We don't own your code. And so we'll either set them up with their own GitHub account or give them access to our uh, GitHub space, right? They're not, they have no idea what to do with that thing, right? But we But their next developer will. And we let them know, we let them know, hey, you're, you're never gonna log into this, right? But it's important that you have this so that you own every aspect of your project. Yep. In case I win the lottery, <laughs> and especially um, with the GitHub thing, because GitHub is like it, it's it's the journal of how that site was built. So yes. you know the the knowledge handoff isn't just like here's the the end resulting code. It's here's how this code started from you know its infant stage into where it's at now, and how here's how that whole process worked. I, know, I think you're doing your I think you're doing your job. I think you're doing your client a very good service in providing that type of data, Steve. I, I'm not yeah. very many people my, are doing that. My, well, uh, and, and let, let me let me give you one more uh, one more additional thing on that. Right, the client may not fire us. Right, we may fire the client. Right, that happens. It doesn't happen often, but there have been clients that we've fired. And and when I fire the client, I want it to be clean. I say, okay, here's don't your don't call here's, me again. Here's, here's your GitHub access. Give this to your next developer, right? right. It's as simple yeah. as that. It's protecting it, you us can as give, well as protecting the client. You can compare that. You can compare that to somebody like if you moved in with somebody and you guys had it. You know, you guys split up and <laughs> yes. you got to leave. Like, not that you want your roommate or your or your your significant other to have all their crap like inside of a U-Haul for the the entire time that they live with you. But at some point, you want to be able to just go like, "Bye, thanks for thanks for you know." <laughs> you don't There's have to worry about like. <laughs> you know, splitting, splitting who owns a toaster and who does it and that sort of thing. It's just like, no, 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 no. 
just Jason, <laughs> it's yeah. a bad metaphor. Stop. It's not a bad metaphor. It's a bad metaphor. idea is a great idea. I think more people should be using that. It's more like utilities, not the stuff. If you're like in that, like whose name is the utilities in is what I'm in your analogy. Yeah, I know. But um, the, uh, oh shit, now that metaphor <laughs> totally took my thought away. It's terrible. It's not good of a metaphor. Um, the, no, it's gone. So what's the, what, okay, so what's the, what are you providing your client so that you're essentially paying it forward oh. after the fact? Like what, what's that list of stuff that you're actually providing them? Well, hold what's on. The... I knew what I was going to say. I remember what I was going to say. Okay. One, my client yesterday who I just did this thing, they have a big high traffic site. And I asked one of the questions I asked was, do you have a GitHub or a change log? I was like, do you have a spreadsheet? Maybe that lists what's up, what this looks like. And they're like, no. There's no, like good times. Okay. Um, really high traffic. Uh, so that was my story. That's what I remembered. Isn't it good? That was good. I mean, the, I thing I, the thing I always hear Steve talk about, which, which is t totally kind of contradicts what a lot of other folks are saying is that you, Steve, you usually tell your customer or you do tell your customers, um, we're buying you a gravity forms license, a beaver builder license, a this and that license, a this and this license, right? They all have their own individual licenses, right? Right. I put all of the licenses in my client's name. I make them buy them. I don't which, want their licenses. They're not on my developer license. Which always confuses me because like you have this idea of a agency license. This idea of being able to buy a license that can be used on many sites. Mm-hmm. Should you How be using those sites? Well, you know what I mean. Okay, and so we, you know, I, I we're not perfect, right? So we we recommend that, but not every client buys that. So we do have we do have agency licenses, and 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 we use them. Um, and if there is a handoff, which it's rare that we're handing off sites, but when there have been handoffs before, I've put that in the documentation of the handoff. Hey, you need to purchase your own licenses for these things. Yeah, and it's up to them to actually do it or not, right? Well, after the site handoff, yeah, that's on yeah. them. Well, there, it, uh, do you take your licenses out of the settings? It depends on the plugin. So some plugins have a SaaS where they're from from the plugin site, they're uh, activating uh, like what's going Yoast. on the site. And so, and, yeah, and so I will let the clients know, hey, I have to disactivate deactivate this, right? Which means it's it's going to affect your website. Um, right. Again, you know, it, it, it's a update. case by case type of thing. Yeah. Some just won't do updates. Like That's gravity forms just won't yeah. do any updates. It's, yeah, most of them are not going to break immediately. But like say said, what say uh, said? What That's say a, said? That's a <laughs> new show. That's my new podcast. Yeah, what say <laughs> said? <laughs> um, the thing you're, Jason, you're asking what we give our clients um, beyond like their own stuff. Um, I am big on documentation because I'm also big on training. And to me, if you make a website that the people who are supposed to use it can't use, you have not done your job. That's just end of story. If they can't use it, if you're the only one who can use it, first of all, why are you using WordPress? And second of all, you know, no. So um, what I do is I actually make them create a Google Doc their own Google Doc that they then share with me and I build the documentation there. So you know, they don't have to worry about it. They own it. It's in the Google Doc. Mm -hmm. They can look at it anytime. If, you know, we part ways for any reason, it's theirs. I don't have to worry about it. It kind of goes along with the licenses. It's like, I want to be able to not have the parts. Like, I don't want to keep their inventory, you know? Like, I don't want their stuff <laughs> cluttering up my world. So I make them keep it. And, um, you know, the, the 
I, I often make that for clients as well. Like if they're coming in, like Steve was saying, you know, making the initial documentation, which makes my job better, but also empowers them for the rest of the life of their website. So for the client that yesterday doesn't have a GitHub or a change log, you know, I'm going to make that for them. And I'm building that into the quote because I need it to do the work. Like I, I want it to be there. And my goal is to leave my client's site better than when I left it or just better in general. And that's part of it. Look, if, win the lottery. You know, there, there are many reasons that um, we would inherit sites. Right? There's many reasons to switch developers or switch, uh, switch vendors. Right. And there, there may be reasons that are outside of my control. Right. I may do a perfect job as a developer and the client can, you know, may move. Right. And that's happened in the past. Um, and that's, there's no hard feelings there. That's just business. And, and I'm going to say, I want that handoff to be smooth and I want my reputation preserved uh, after that handoff has happened. Right. Right. I want, I want the developer who goes in there next to look at, and this hasn't happened on every single site. There's a couple of sites yeah. where I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm sorry. That was messy. Um, but I've learned from that and I want every site that leaves me like the next developer who comes in to be like, Here's all the information I need. Here, the you know this the, the code is commented properly. There's a change log. Like that sounds yeah. great. Like that's that's what you need to have a solid website. It's just part of what's required. And and and, and again, that handoff or the the, the code is not always going to be perfect, right? Especially if something gets outdated and your client decides not to maintain things, right? There's going to be things that are just not compatible anymore, right? That just happens, right? Or your client decides to install the fourth or fifth contact forms module. Oh my God. Yeah, when, when we inherit no code- No more sliders, plug in. When, when we inherit code, I never look at the site and say, oh, this developer was terrible, right? You don't? It makes, oh, I do. Well, sometimes. I take that back sometimes, <laughs> right? Sorry, I and, totally do. <laughs> and, and, and and it's 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 when I start to dig into the custom code that was written, right? But if there were just a bunch of plugins that were thrown together and and things are out of date and stuff, right? That's not always the developer's fault. There is no excuse for five slider plugins, zero, none, and any developer who touched it and didn't remove four plugins. Is it is not a good developer. I'm sorry, I, Ad, I, Adam. I, I agree. No, I agree with you. But we when no. we inherit when we what inherit. Like, the, so go ahead. Go ahead. What do you do with the sorry? What do you do with the client that doesn't want to pay for the content update to deal with the removal of the old slider plugins? That's not the developer's <laughs> fault. That's the client that doesn't want to pay for anything. Yeah, and again, sometimes we'll inherit a site that, that didn't really have a developer on it, right? It may just have had a content person that installed Avada and didn't know to un uninstall all the, the crap that comes with it, right? I mean, it, it so happens, much. right? So sometimes, sometimes we become the first legitimate developer working on the site. That's so true. Let, let's let's provide a little PSA here for someone. We're gonna flip this on its head. We have five minutes left, let's, or six minutes left. We'll flip this on its head a little bit. So let's say that you're somebody who's just going to be starting a relationship with a new um, a new developer, and they haven't come to you, or they haven't come to that person yet, and said like, "Hey, here's how we do business. Here's how we're gonna set this stuff up." Do you think that that person should come in and say, I demand that this is done this way, this is done this way, and this is done this way? And if not, then I should probably go look for a different developer? Or do you think that the develop that they should be kind of listening in on those first couple conversations with the developer to figure out if they actually have their crap together or not? 
as a developer, I think it's my responsibility to, to, to educate the client as to my process. This is I, our I, process. I this is how we work, right? This, this, is, this, is, this is how we stay on top of things. This is how we're thorough, all these things, right? Once I explain the process, it's up to the client to decide if that's the right fit for them or not. Right. Like that might, like, we, we, have a, we have a very rigorous process that doesn't involve uh, client, um, it, it, it requires client involvement. Right. Mm -hmm. And some clients aren't ready for that. So that yeah, we may not want, be like, the right fit for everybody. Yeah, I won't for for high traffic sites. I will for low traffic sites like starter sites, whatever. But for high traffic sites that have pre-existing high traffic, I won't work with them unless they're on some sort of managed hosting. Um, I am not a hosting service. I'm not available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I don't want to be. And I have had so many clients where I'm their web person. So I'm also their IT department and their hosting department and all of their departments that have anything to do with the computer. And, you know, they're texting me like, Hey, the site's down. And I'm like, Hey, call Bluehost. You know what I mean? Like hashtag not my problem. I mean, it kind of is. And then I'm like, now you're paying me to call Dreamhost, but I don't want to do that at all. So the the latest thing for me has been if a client is on that type of system and they're a high traffic client or they're going to be i the first thing in the scope of work is moving them to a managed host mm -hmm. so Absolutely. how should the how should the potential clients out there all these clients that are out there how should they approach their what their new web person that they're that they're bringing on how With do how should they and deference ask, <laughs> ask questions ask ask questions and then if you're not comfortable ask more questions and keep also, asking questions until you are comfortable and if they can't give you the answer that makes you comfortable move on yeah if they don't have answers um then you need to move on or if they're like hmm i don't know you know ever if they they completely ignore you then you should move on but i do think there's also needs to be an element of trust um it, which is weird because some clients trust too much and then some clients don't trust enough. I was trying to move a client with a high traffic site, which their business, their website is a huge part of their business to a WP engine. And I actually stopped working with the client because the client told me when I was talking about the WP engine move, they said, some people on the internet say that WP engine is too expensive. And I was like, okay, well, why don't you go trust those people on the internet? And I'm just gonna slowly back out of here because there's, I'm not gonna like justify like my own expertise. Would you hire only, me? There's only one response to that to that to that statement. When somebody says WP Engine is too expensive, you say, okay, well, what's your time worth? What's my time worth? I'm like, you want to pay me the extra, you know, yeah. X number of dollars to deal with this every month? That's what's more. Your, what, I promise. Yeah. What's your time worth? Right. And all those web hosts are not equal. They are not, your, not all creative not. people at all. Some some people are like, you know what? I don't need the support. I just need this stuff to work all the time, and or I don't need to have. To be, I don't want to call them up a crazy crazy hours of the night. I'm okay with calling them during business hours. Or you, it, there's there's a compromise that happens in any of this stuff. And yeah. you know, if you want to be able to call Rackspace up 24 hours a day, you can definitely call Rackspace up 24 hours and, a day. But you're also running all your own stuff, or you're paying them to manage it all for you. You know, and, so and you have those compromises there. And I think Say's right, right? It, it is it, as developers um, or as vendors, we have to get to the bottom of how much does the client value this this project, right? I want to say website, but it's anything, right? How how much do they value this? Right? If, if this they is don't value it, you're going to be fighting the entire time, mm -hmm. and they won't value your time. They won't value the product that you create. They won't value what it can do for their business. 
Um, until they can do that, just because you can show them the value at the end of the day, you're going to fight the whole time and it's just going to be miserable. And, and at that point, it's just important to ask what their business goals are. You know, what do you, what do you, what results are you trying to get from this project? Right. Anyway, as we're down to about a minute left, I just want to ask around, see if anyone has any other small things they want to squeak in under the line. Ooh, ooh, me, I do. And it's funny that you segued that, George, because it's for you. <laughs> I noticed when I was on, uh, there's no way you could have known I was going to say this, but they're uh, on um, WP.com, WordPress.com, you know that website. Um, I noticed their new little, is it a favicon or somewhere on there? It now says WordPress with Jetpack. So I saw that too. I would just like to point out. <laughs> okay, but I would just, I just saw it. And I would like to point out that the inception of WordPress being inside Jetpack that we predicted here many a moon ago is nigh on the horizon. <laughs> Jetpack is not yet installing core. Yet. <laughs> okay, yet. We, you heard it here first about four years ago and it is it is marching ever closer to that reality. So is there like a PHP file called jetpack.php that you put on there first and then you just go to that site and then it installs the WordPress? Or what are we talking about here? You know what? I'm very tempted to just make there be one, but no, not yet. <laughs> if, if George has anything to do with it, it's going to happen. WordPress brought to you by Jetpack. I'm stoked. You know what? Maybe I'll build it over my sabbatical, all right? <laughs> okay. Don't go on sabbatical. Don't leave us. I'm going on sabbatical June, July, and August this year. Are you going to leave dun, us? Done, done, No. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. All right, folks. Well, thank you very much for hanging out with us today. You heard it here first. We're going to be uh, seeing some crazy jetpackness going on over at the uh, <laughs> the WordPress.com. So, and, and Jordan's definitely going to be making a, a deployment script. Jetpack work. Yep. <laughs> So go over to our website at bigwater.com. <laughs> Click on the links there to subscribe. If you um, if you have any topic ideas, we're starting something new here. If you send an email to topics at wpwatercooler.com, um, we'll click those topics and we will uh, we'll see if we want to talk about them or not. So feel free to do that. We like last thing it, last thing is go over to wpwatercooler.com/tunnelbear, and that's where you can uh, help us out with uh, paying the bills around this place. Talk to y'all later. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Have a great weekend. Bye.